0: That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com.
2: No by law. 18+ website for details.
0: It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper? A whoo! A hand clap a high fiver I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void report prohibited by loss. See terms and conditions. 18+. 5FM and online ESPNCLT.com. Bobby Mark and Molly As we hang out with you here for the next three hours coming your way here on the show. We'll talk some Panthers with Grace Grill, uh, Queen City News, CSL. That's at 345. Reggie Walker, our usual Wednesday visit with Reggie. will follow at 445. And Matt McKillop the head coach of the Davidson Wildcats. They've won five straight. They're 8-3. and They'll take on USC Upstate tomorrow. Coach McKillop going to join us coming up at 530. Text line 704-800-4827, or you can give us a call 704-332-0173. A little exhausted. Just had to have an argument that I didn't know I needed to have. With Al Wallace. That was that so, uh, on your rundown for today? No, it was not. You know, I saw Dante Jackson on the step it up on the rundown. And I think you can put Dante there a lot of times, to be honest with you. He needs to
2: come here to step
0: it now. up. And so I heard a lot of praise from Al about Dante, and I just I couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> and I, I kind of snapped, I think. <laughs> On Al during that. And Molly knows, I. there was not a bigger Dante Jackson fan his rookie season than
2: me. It's true. I mean, there was, you were one of the many. There was actually a yeah. large. Right. Group, well, I, but you were a very big yeah, fan I, of Dante.
0: I, I liked Dante. I felt like he was always involved.
2: He made lots involved. of mistakes, but he, he looked did. good trying I, to fix it.
0: I'll never forget in Cleveland when he got beat, but he ran that guy down, man. Like he was good at catching guys and making tackles. He officially lost me. And it was down in Atlanta. This was, Ron was already fired, and it was, was it Perry Fuel? Yes. That was the yes. interim head coach for the Panthers. And that was the game Dante got beat for like a 50-yard pass. It was from the Falcon end zone out to midfield. I believe it was the guy's first ever catch. I don't know if he caught another ball <laughs> in the National Football League, to be honest with you. And there was Dante then post game, I shouldn't have been man and man with that guy. So... He was dead to me then, yeah. and there's there's just nothing that Dante does that impresses me all that much. Look, if if he was just on the roster, you know, draft pick, if he was Troy Hill, I mean, whatever about Dante. Problem is, he's getting paid decent money, and I don't, I don't think he was, but he's got the 17th highest salary for a cornerback in the National Football League. Again, you have 64 starting corners. Really add in the slot corner. You're up to uh, what 96 starting corners and he's 17th when it comes to that you don't get that production from Dante Jackson
1: you brought up the Atlanta moment don't you guys find it ironic that a lot of these secondary issues with the Panthers through the years have come in Atlanta you go back to Tommy knock was it Mike Nakamura and
0: I can't think of Ben Ben Wickery. yeah
1: Julio Jones game. What yeah. did he give up? 300, yeah, 300 yards? yards. And then you, the one you just mentioned.
0: Big play, Benet. Yeah. <laughs> then got Ouch. cut. I think he got cut that then, week, if yeah, I'm not that mistaken. Week, I mean,
2: maybe the next day, but definitely that week. Yeah, it was, not it was that day.
0: week. He, that would have been one, or if he left them on the tarmac, I right. would not have blamed the Carolina <laughs> Panthers uh, for it. But yeah, no, Atlanta's a house of horrors for the Carolina really Panthers, is. for the most part. And Dante Jackson, to me, is just a...
2: I, a I, I use
0: Jack. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think he's just a guy. For the Carolina Panthers, and he's definitely not worth what he gets paid. Like, J.C. Horn's good. I, no doubts about that. Can he stay healthy? So far, the answer to that is no. Hopefully, that will change, and we'll see how he does here over these last three games. But J.C.'s been fine since he's returned to the lineup. When we do look at this team, uh, Molly, how much uh, will more wins change the perception of this
2: team? It shouldn't change after how bad this season has gone overall for this team and especially bryce young but four wins sounds a hell of a lot better than two wins hell two sounds even a hell of a lot better than one um so i do think if you're able to somehow pick up a couple more wins and you win four games here to finish out or overall this season. I think that does change the perception. Cause even when Frank Reich was still the head coach, that was kind of the number. It's like, ah, if he wins four, sure, I guess you'll take it in return for another season. So I think all in all, strangely enough, everything that this team has been through, you fire your, your head coach, who knows about Scott Fitter, you get to four wins it feels like that last this last stretch would have been successful, I guess.
1: I think it's how the wins come about. And Bobby, you, you spoke on it yesterday. I heard you speak on it again with Al. I, I get it that people, maybe not people, the players seem to be excited. The fans who were there Sunday were excited because they got a win. But let's look at it for what it was. It was a ugly ugly game, and you just happen to beat a bad, bad team. Now, these last three games, if they go out and play good football and win two of these three, then I think maybe you can say, okay, you know what, they they finished with a little bit of momentum. Somehow, maybe that carries it. It's hard to think it's going it to carry into next year because you could have a new coach and all that. It's it's a completely different regime that's going to come in here uh, you know, and look at things, but... I think it just depends on how they were to – if they were to get two more wins. If we get you get another win like you saw Sunday, I don't know what you take out of that.
0: Yeah, I, it's 100% to me just about the offense. Look, defense has been fine. And really, They're at that point, just overall. about Bryce Young. Yeah, no, in, in reality, that is it, is Bryce – because if he's producing, then the other guys are doing something, obviously, as well for Carolina. So can you go out there? Can you – Like, you'd much rather go out and beat the Green Bay Packers 27-24 than 9-7 again. Yes, defense would have been good, but that means a Panther offense against a Green Bay defense that's not been very good of late, uh, you weren't able to do anything with. And that's where Bryce Young and this offense have to go out. So, yeah, perception, I don't think it changes a whole lot unless the offense is—I don't even want to use the word cooking. I just— not archaic
1: turn turn the oven on yeah Yeah, preheat things here for
0: the carolina panthers because right now you're just putting the frozen uh food on the uh stovetop and it's just sitting there right now there's nothing to be excited about when it when you watch this panther offense and this packer team should give you that opportunity to make something happen talk about this defense they've been playing really well for carolina actually forcing a couple turnovers this past weekend as they come in as the worst defense in the nfl in terms of takeaways but they're good and everything else jeremy fowler on his uh, notebook with dan graziano today on espn uh, said that the panthers wouldn't mind keeping a as their defensive coordinator along with getting an offensive head coach uh, mark when you look at that you think that would be best case and also do you think Averro wants to stay here in carolina
1: look if you're the panthers and if you can keep him here that's great absolutely my question would be the second part of what you just asked, Bobby, would, would Avera be interested in that? I'm not sure. Uh, I brought this up with Al yesterday. Will he get some looks at somebody's head coaching vacancies? Perhaps. I know that's his goal one day is to be a head coach. I don't know if he feels like, Hey, I just want a clean start somewhere else, but he feels like he can get that on another staff as a D coordinator. But if you're the Panthers, if you're, well, guess, guess right now you say if you're David Tapper, because I don't know who the GM, we know who it shouldn't be, but we don't know who it's going to be. But yeah, if you can bring him back in that capacity, I would be all for it.
2: And just like that, the hope or thought of me thinking, maybe I do change my mind a little bit about this team or Bryce Young in this final stretch. Has all just evaporated because I am reminded that Evero, as Mark, you said, may be getting some looks at a lot of these head coach vacancies out there in the NFL, and yet he's not the interim here in Carolina so you may or may not keep him on the staff he may or may not land elsewhere in the NFL but what is going to happen is one day he will be a head coach not here in Carolina because he never got that shot right now anyways and he's probably going to find success because that's the way it goes and honestly that's what everyone has told us about Evero and just how good he's going to be and how he's the next best greatest thing or head coach out there and the fact that David Tepper wouldn't give him a shot at this point is mind-numbing to me because look and I think the the argument is probably well what can he really do look at this roster yeah but if it's Evero then the defense has performed better than expected with all of the injuries that they've had throughout this season then he deserved a shot as interim head coach. And David Tepper should have taken that second chance of you got it so wrong. You failed so miserably not hiring Steve Wilkes. He could have redeemed himself.
0: Well, and one of the worst things you have right now is, well, all right, Pat, you got to go hire an offensive mind. Houston Texans are example number one of young quarterback. You don't need that. Buffalo Bills, you got a defensive guy with Sean McDermott. Josh Allen's turned into a really good quarterback. Uh, there. Uh, John Harbaugh, I-, I was looking it up. I mean, he was more defense and special teams coach. Uh, I just think of the name Harbaugh, you think offense, but he was more on the defensive side, uh, and he got the job with the Baltimore Ravens, and we can look uh, across the way. I-, I get you get the Kyle Shanahan, you get the Mike McDaniels, you get the Sean McVeighs that are the more sexy type guys out there, but in terms of hiring a defensive head coach and it working, because the thing with Averro, uh, feels like he would bring emotion that, the because Frank Reich never had that. No. Matt Rule had emotion. He just didn't know what the hell he was doing. <laughs> Averro, I think Frank Reich overall knew what he's doing. It he just he thought I was watching a statue coach on the sideline uh, for the Panthers. I, I think Averro, he'd be worth discussing. Again, if I'm him, though, and I'm every head coach out there, unless you are I think one of our guests recently said like a 10-year contract and you're giving me all this guaranteed money. That's about the only way I'm taking this job. With whatever ends up being available this year in the National Football League, whether that's five jobs, seven jobs, maybe ten that are out there, the Panthers are going to be dead last on that list. So you are going to have to overpay to get any candidate to actually take this job and be the head coach of the Carolina Panthers. 704-800-4827, how you can text into the show. Again, Grace Grill coming your way here in about 30 minutes. Uh, up next, so we we'll play a little fill-in-the-blank. It's a Wednesday, 7.30 of the game. Afternoon Rush continuing on a Wednesday. Bobby, Mark, and Molly with you. Again, Grace Grill coming your way here 30 minutes from now. Also still to come here on the show, uh, we'll talk with Reggie Walker at 445 and Davidson head coach Matt McKillop at 530. All right, if Cam Newton were an advisor to David Tepper, it'd be blank.
2: The only way to get back in the good graces of everyone that you have lost from the Panthers fan base. So Cam has been out there talking a whole lot. Some of it's crazy. Some of it is not so crazy. Like when he called Dak Prescott close to a game manager and then Dak Prescott went out there and didn't do anything against the Buffalo Bills. Uh, But I do think this is what the Panthers and David Tepper needs. Look, David Tepper tooted his own horn about oh the former players and the relationships that they've brought in here. Uh, You need a guy like Cam back in the organization from the marketing standpoint and just, soothing or quieting the waters i should say that david Tepper's churned up
1: uh in this town it'd be parade worthy they would throw a parade for david tepper if he hired cam newton as an advisor that's how beloved the man is so parade worthy
0: and i guess i combine your two i put media fan ploy is <laughs> what it would be you really think cam newton will walk into david tepper and say hey we should do this and david would be like Okay, Cam, it, Cam. We're gonna do that. No, oh, it's he would. Not that, but
2: he's a great face. He
0: would. It'd be like the ambassador. It'd be like that celebrity that's a .01 percent owner of the Miami Dolphins when you have no say so on anything that happens. Kind of what Tepper was with the Steelers when he was an owner there. Uh, it would just be a ambassador type role that Cam Newton would have for this team. So yeah, it'd be a. Ploy where the media would love it and fans, of course, would lose their minds.
2: Uh, I wrote this next question as you can give me your best name or you can give me kind of the best mascot, whatever. We saw the coffee being poured last night in a bowl game, but blank is the best bowl game name.
1: I'll be a fanboy here. The Pop Tart Bowl next Thursday, Wolfpack in Kansas State, and an edible Pop Tart is going to be on display. I wrote Pop-Tarts Bowl, too. I didn't
0: even look to see who was playing in it. I just saw Pop-Tarts Bowl, and it was the winner for me. And it was the winner because there's a couple other food-related bowl games that I intrigued me. The Sun Bowl is the Tony the mm-hmm. Tiger Sun Bowl. Mm-hmm. But nobody calls it the Tony the Tiger mm-hmm. Sun, bowl. Sun Bowl. It's just the Sun Bowl. And same for the Cheez-It. Is it the Citrus Bowl? Cheez-It's yes. with one of those. Yes. Yep. So, if it was just the Cheez-It Bowl, that'd be great. But that's not what we got here. I know we have Duke's Mayo. That's just gross. Sorry, mayonnaise is disgusting. It is. and want well, nothing associated with it. So, edible Pop-Tart, that's amazing. It's a great reward for whoever wins that game.
2: So, I'm torn between the Frisco Bowl and what we saw last night of the Scooter's Coffee, the gallons and gallons and gallons eight gallons of scooter coffee cold brew being dumped on the winning head coach and the pop tart because we haven't seen this yet the edible mascot so i will land on pop tarts bowl make it a clean sweep. sweep yeah just because i am curious about the edible mascot and if everybody is just randomly taking a bite out of this thing, we saw the famous Toastery Bowl. They were doused with toast. I don't know how fresh that <laughs> toast was. Um, like, Are you going to be throwing out Pop-Tarts, too? I uh, so That'd be weird for you to
1: work things. a game with toast.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, maybe Dave Dorn will say hi to Mac Brown before he takes a bite of the edible Pop-Tart mm-hmm. next week if they win the game. So look forward to that. Warriors beating the Celtics is
0: blank. Draymond free. Warriors have won three straight games, I believe. Steph Curry coming through big last night for Golden State. That was an impressive win for this team as a lot of people, myself included, kind of writing off the Golden State Warriors. I still don't know just how good they will be this season, but they're showing a little fight right now, which you would expect from a team that has NBA champs, MVPs on that team uh, like a Steph Curry. But you don't have to deal with the distraction, and that's got to be great for Steph Curry and everybody else there
2: is not going to be enough for the Warriors. So, look, it, it's a good win, Steph, like Bobby said, going off last night in, in that overtime game against the Celtics. The Warriors are going to continue their winning streak. They're on a three-game winning streak. They, they'll they wrap up, or no, they have a four-game homestand, but they'll play the Wizards here coming up on Friday. They'll probably beat the Wizards. So it'll be another, oh, watch out for Golden State. It's it's not going to be that, though. So, um, the, n- impressive win, good enough, not enough, though, for Golden State.
1: Which is weird because usually you can't beat the Wiz. But in this case, <laughs> you will be able to beat the Wiz, as, as many people have done this year. All um, right. Dahmer. Oh, yeah, you got to go. go ahead. Sorry, I thought we were keeping the Wiz, I, I yeah, was uh, taken by the joke and I was <laughs> right. done. I just went early Christmas present for Warriors fans. This was kind of a throwback to the good old days when Steph would hit miraculous shots. And strut back down the court, and things were all good in Golden State. Yeah, I, I, does this jumpstart them? I don't know. I, I'm I'm hesitant to to completely write them off, like some people have, as you were saying, Bobby. But it, it just feels like they're just they're just old. But last night they threw turned the clock back a little bit and remind you, hey, we're, we're still here.
0: All right, they might be old, but we saw the young Ja Morant back on the court for the Grizzlies, and what a way for his debut to go as he hits the buzzer beater to beat the Pelicans. Afterwards, he said he was keeping receipts, so Ja Morant keeping receipts is blank.
2: It's unsettling because it obviously shows that you have learned nothing, and why are you keeping receipts when this is all on you? You're the reason you got suspended. Nobody was questioning how good you were at basketball. We knew it would be a loss for the Memphis Grizzlies not having John Morant, but it makes no sense why he would say this, why he's keeping receipts of the critics. Don't be a tool, John Morant. Nobody will have to keep or have anything to say about you and your character. And him winning a a game-winner doesn't change this man's character so it's unsettling because he will be back in the news eventually for all the wrong reasons
1: yeah i went just dis- disappointing i uh, look at first game back you hit a game winner you play as well as you did as molly said nobody's questioned what you've done on the court it's been about your your judgment off the court and, and most of the people i think they weren't trying to get you thrown out of the league they just want you to you know, do better, be better. You have the talent, all the talent in the world. Don't waste it. That's what most people. I think, yeah, that could be. some Maybe he was just talking to the people that wanted him thrown out of the league. I don't know, but I just went disappointing. You would, I think, you used the word earlier today, Bobby. Humbled? Does it didn't feel like he was humbled at all when he said that?
0: Yeah, I wrote down dangerous to me because, yeah, you know, why are you saying it? Maybe it was just meant for those people, but that wasn't many people that were saying that. And if you've learned anything. To me, that wouldn't be how you would come across. And, like, don't, I don't know the his dad's role and everything, but when the shot went to him after Morant made it, I was right there, yeah. courtside again. And we know the issues he caused uh, last year, especially with the whole Shannon Sharp incident out in L.A. It, it's got to be scary. I think unsettling for Adam Silver in the league uh, to hear that and kind of see how that ended last night.
2: National signing day is blank.
1: This is probably too strong. I just went irrelevant because there's no guarantee any of these guys are going to stick with the schools that they agreed to play for today. So, yeah, it's great. You might get them one year, but next year, a lot of these same guys could be in the transfer portal.
0: Yeah, look, my my nephew signed today with North Carolina. That is fantastic for him. But, and, Mark, I'm sure he used to do this back in the day as well. I mean, I remember... National signing day, which was February mm-hmm. that we all looked at. Sure. I mean, our show today, if it was three to six, we would have been talking to every single damn head coach Absolutely. in the state of the Carolinas. And it's just, just doesn't mean as much anymore. That's the the problem. You know, Mark Hughes is irrelevant, I think, on the national front. I know people get all excited. And, you it's, not,
1: and it's not irrelevant for the kids. Yeah, I no, want to make that sure that people not, understand that. But
0: just in terms of, to your point, is, is that guy going to be there next year? I, I don't know. You, you don't know. That's why it's so hard to get. That excited about it, and look, you could play an interview from Mac Brown, Dabo Sweeney, Dave Doran, Biff, uh, Sean Clark. They're all gonna be the same. You got the guys you wanted, right? I've never heard a coach go up there and go. Well, Jim signed with me. Jim sucks. <laughs> we didn't want a Jim. Yeah, I yeah, really didn't want him, but we had a scholarship to give. So, Jim, welcome. we actually going cousin. We welcome, were looking at we're looking his team. cousin. His cousin yeah. was more enticing. Uh, his, his cousin's a senior next year, and we really <laughs> want to get him. So, we just kind of brought him aboard this year.
2: Yeah, I, just another day to me that I won't pay a lot of attention to and will likely forget. Again, like Mark said, it's cool for the kids, great for them and their families, but it is not what it used to be. Blank is your
1: favorite. Most underrated Carolina Panther. Uh, this is a lot I gotta go to a
0: lot here, and that's Chris Gamble. Chris Gamble is the all-time interception leader, if I'm not mistaken, for the Carolina Panthers. Passed to Eric Davis during his tenure, and I feel like Chris Gamble is just forgotten about because I think he was drafted, was it 4 So it was after the Super Bowl season. And then Chris Gamble was up and down teams that the Carolina Panthers had, but he wasn't an outspoken guy. Like, the whole argument I had with Al with Dante Jackson, it's a, you can't bring those two guys' name in the same sentence. That would be embarrassing. Uh, Chris Gamble was a hell of a football player. Remember, 2A at Ohio State, right? Play mm-hmm. wide receiver mm-hmm. and was really good there. I think a lot of people forget just how damn good Chris Gamble was and maybe even forget he was here.
2: Uh, I did not know this was all time. But I'm glad that it's all time rather than just you got currently one right now because
0: if you can name like, one, <laughs> feel free.
2: My like god, Derek Brown, even though he's not uh, underrated, I'm going, Bryce Young, Ch- yeah, I'm gonna go Charles Johnson, Dante Jackson, all time, <laughs> Charles Johnson, Charles that's Johnson, my answer, okay.
1: Yeah. Uh, give me Michael Bates, Michael Bates, What's one of the great one? special teams you players, not only here, but really yeah. in the NFL.
2: Mine was a good one.
0: Years, though, everybody knew, like, everyone talked about Charles Johnson all the time. I
2: think towards the end. Big money. Because then it's so we realize, wait, he's actually been underrated throughout his career.
0: I think we all thought he was overrated. <laughs> <laughs> he was good. Yes. And that goes back to he got the contract, I think, out of a lockout, right? That he got the yeah. big yep. extension. And the Falcons were in on him, and I think it was Jerry, from what everything I heard, that was like, "No, you're paying this guy whatever." You know, people could blame Herney for it, but Jerry Richardson is the one who was like, "No, we're paying Charles Johnson this money," and it kept him from going to the Atlanta Falcons. All right, there you go. Fill in the blank. Arthur Smith is he in more trouble than we originally thought? So we'll go around the NFC South next. Seven thirty. The game. Arthur Smith, that was his comments following the loss to the Carolina Panthers on Sunday here at Bank of America Stadium. And the job status of Arthur Smith, it looked like he was, I thought, fairly safe. But then this loss to Carolina, I think, has changed that. And you can sense the desperation for him as they make the move back to Taylor Heineke as their quarterback. A texter in here, if you had a must-win game, which quarterback – in the nfc south would you take
2: baker mayfield same i was gonna, there's not really hesitation and i, and I would I? not
1: have said that start the station no, like, three weeks ago. no yeah. i don't feel
2: great about it but... i would have said
0: i just took the l <laughs> <laughs> like we just didn't play <laughs> uh no the we're, we're in added. the wildcat <laughs> the i say baker In the other three honestly flip a coin and go i go car too
2: Carr should be. The, that's how disappointing and failure this oh, season. he should be number one. Yeah. yeah, he should He, yeah, he would have been, been number one a long time ago. Easy answer, number one, but it's not. I mean, I guess I would go Carr two, but I don't. I mean, I'm more so flip the. I would so go Carr what, seven ahead and, seven? and Bryce Young. but
0: You go Carr what?
2: I'd definitely go Carr ahead of Ritter. Or oh, Heineken, yeah. Young, I would go Carr.
0: I'd put Young third Yeah. over Ritter yes. or yes. Taylor Heine. I would agree with that. Ritter's terrible, man. I, I still... That
1: throw, Bobby, was so bad. That decision was so – it, it, and it's going to have so many ramifications. That throw Oof. could cost – it's probably going to cost him his job with the Falcons. It could cost Arthur Smith his job. It could cost a lot of things. What? A playoff spot. I mean, that, that one decision, I mean, you hate to pinpoint one play. No, I but think but that, you're right. But that's, that's how bad that was and, and, Mark, you brought up –
0: Atlanta, the House of Horrors for Panther DBs, that's back-to-back years. Marcus Mariota yes. last year in the rain throws one from – I oh, think he was ruled he down. Was on the ground. But yes. it yeah. didn't matter. But, yeah. yeah, he was, like, upside down and threw it. And then he quit football, basically. Yes. He quit the, the quarterback. He quit, he quit the <laughs> show. He just, he, like, he just boom, disappeared. Out. And <laughs> was gone, and now he in Philly, right? Yeah, he's the with the, with the, the Eagles because someone
2: said that they should yeah, play I him. That. Yeah, that was that, a few weeks wasn't ago. Was that Derek Carr?
1: David Carr David David Card, yeah. Card yeah. said you yeah, should it? play yeah. while Jalen Hurts was banged up. He should be playing. Which maybe he was honest. It, <laughs> Jalen Hurts did not play well last
2: week. It is kind of astonishing for Desmond Ritter for how bad he is. He certainly covered up how bad he was in four games last year. You know, nobody—we didn't think he'd necessarily be great. Like, it's not like we entered this year of, oh, Falcons he didn't likely didn't do have. anything
0: last year. Right. That was, I don't he think was, he threw a turnover If we want to go year. to Cam, game manager, Yeah, that's pretty well, much that's, what Desmond yeah. Ritter was. But that's,
2: a, that's great for Desmond Ritter compared to what you've got now. Which,
1: Bobby, I think goes back to why Arthur Smith should absolutely be on a hot seat. For him to come in here Sunday— and not give Bijan Robinson the ball more in those conditions.
2: And we say it over and over again with Bijan yeah. Robinson. Yeah, I know. It's
1: if you think we're saying speakable. it, what do you think they're saying down in oh, Atlanta? The, the you know sports talk was, shows down there.
0: I was so mad because I did underdog fantasy and I was like, <laughs> Bijan over layup, Bryce. right? Like that's there's no <laughs> doubt about it. And I just sat there and you're watching the game and I was like, Why is Bijan not playing? Not that Tyler year was running bad. I yeah. mean, I thought he was okay, but. You spent a top 10 pick on B. John Robinson, and you are playing a team you should beat in bad conditions, and you're not giving the ball to your best player. I can't... Even the Desmond Runner interception, why was the ball in his hands? Yeah. Just run the football. Yeah. You have a great kicker. If you score a field goal there, you're up by four, which... Last I checked, field goals are only worth three. That
1: might might have done it. That very well could have done it. And that's why I think Arthur Smith's in real trouble here. Just trying to read the tea leaves with Arthur Blank in the interview he did with uh, the Jeff Hollinger down in Atlanta, that didn't sound like an owner who had the firm, you know, I got that guy's back. That sounded like a guy we're going to see. And if these games, these last three don't go well, I'm going to be looking for a new coach,
2: and that's what like for B. Sean Robinson. I didn't mind the pick. It, people are really critical of you know the running back that high in a first round, but you just end up in just a crap situation here with Arthur Smith being a moron and not using you as easily and as the way he should, and so it that will go what do you back mean you to didn't oh, mind the pick. I liked it
0: <laughs> for what.
2: The n- you were critical of B. John Robinson. How high that they? Oh told yeah, I thought
0: Robinson. I thought you were. T- sorry, I thought you were talking about Desmond Ritter's interception. how do
2: you? <laughs>
1: Like, I, was I, I was fine with
2: like, yeah, it. I was I wasn't that bad.
1: Panther fans were fine Yeah, I get mean, on the Panther side. It was <laughs> a great pick. Yeah. In
2: case people out there okay. thought the same thing, but no, I like the Bijan Robinson pick. But now it it just goes to the the masses of oh see what it has nothing to do with. That's why you don't draft a running back Look, that high. It's why you got to use them. Better. And I
0: do think Bijan to me can fit the Christian McCaffrey mold of a guy that you would actually pay a second contract to. Uh, you know, James Cook, if he's got more I got to see uh, out of you James. Know, at but, least they're
2: not overusing him in his yeah, rookie season. That is 100% <laughs> true. Maybe they know, hey, you know, we're not going
0: to win the Super Bowl this year. We're going to pace ourselves. So we're going to gear him up. For the for, new coach. Yeah. <laughs> the
1: new coach can yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. use Which,
0: you. And then that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> when
1: Kirby Smart's coaching, he'll use you. And,
0: you know, Molly, to me it is, in terms of the NFC South, Arthur Smith. You know what? Actually, I'm going to change my mind. I don't know if Todd Bowles is in.
2: If, even if they make the playoffs.
0: If they make the playoffs, he said. Okay, if they yeah. miss the playoffs, <laughs> I guess, how does it happen? Do they. Are they 9 and 8 with Baker looking as good and the OC, and they're like, you know what? Let's continue to build this. We'll give it one more year. I would think Dennis Allen's gone in New Orleans. Yeah. And I and I would. Based on everything, I thought he should be, honestly, with Arthur Smith, but now I do think it's much more realistic. If the Falcons don't – I think the Falcons and Saints, if they don't make the playoffs, they're going to have no – Absolutely.
1: I, no doubt about the Falcons. I, I, I think, And I I could see them losing all three of these games, to be honest with you. It wouldn't shock me a bit if they lost in Chicago next week. It wouldn't obviously shock me to see them lose at New Orleans and would be shocked to see them lose at home Sunday against the, uh, the Colts.
2: And if you are the Falcons, you are the Saints – you don't want your team to make the playoffs because I, I agree with the both of you I don't think their respective head coaches are there if they don't make the playoffs out no, there there could really be an argument for how bad this division has been this season has been for these teams and even if you make the playoffs you're one and done you could still be fired even after you make the postseason I do agree Todd Bowles is probably the wild card but I'll still lean if the Bucks don't make the postseason Todd Bowles is out
1: it isn't funny that it felt like to start the year he was the one who were like oh man there's no way he's surviving this year
2: yeah
0: yeah no and if he was fired they don't make the playoffs i wouldn't shock me i'm not saying that's wrong i just how they have looked of late i wonder if that would save his job and they probably still have to go two and one over these final three but say new orleans or something wins out and that keeps tampa bay uh from getting in the playoffs maybe that would change things all right we'll get back into some panther talk on the other side grace grill from csl gonna join us next Seven thirty, 30 the game